The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. saved us from our sins, our lives are now in God. We desire the Holy Word to order where we trod. All for Christ, yet anything for self we count as dross. We're pilgrims with a crown With our Bibles open today to the book of Exodus, chapter number 15. Today we look at Israel as directed by the Lord, and we see the honor of God is prominent. The Lord is separating his people and removing Egypt from their hearts. First, a word of prayer, and then find Exodus 15, verse 11. Our Father, I come, Lord, in Jesus' name. And I need your help, Lord, for this preaching time. Please use me for your own namesake, for the glory of God. I pray these feeble lips of clay would speak. Lord, open hearts, open eyes. Do that eternal work in the hearts of men. For the sake of Jesus, I ask my prayer. Amen and amen. Exodus 15, verse 11. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Right here in this one verse, we see the person, perfection, praises, and power of God. There is no one like him. He is unique, stands alone, above, and apart from all others. Thus, he is separate, and he is holy. And so we find in this section, as the Lord directs Israel, he gives them first a sign to separate them. 
This is in chapter number 13, verses 1 through 16. But they had not only a sign, but they had a sovereign, even God, to separate them. In chapter 13, verses 17 through 22, the Bible says that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, but God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And thus God was leading, directing his people so as to separate them unto himself. I want to give you a verse to compare, Exodus 33 and verse 16. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. What separated the nation of Israel? The sovereign God who was with them. A God who had power over all gods. But then we find back in Exodus 14, they had a sea to separate them. And God drowns the Egyptian army in the Red Sea. Then we find a sojourn that separates them in chapter 15, verse 22, into chapter 17, verse 16. And this is the account of their wilderness journey, not the wanderings, but their wilderness journey from the Red Sea to Mount Sinai. So we find them from the Red Sea to Elam. There's the bitter water at Marah, and they have a statute to separate them. Chapter 15, verses 22 through 27. But then from Elam to Sin, chapter 16, the manna's provided. The manna was prohibited, and that God gave them a Sabbath to separate them. And then the manna is preserved, chapter 16, verses 31 through 36. Then from the wilderness of Sin to Rephidim in chapter 17. The Lord's solution brings forth water, and then there's a statement. In chapter 17, verses 8 through 16, where the Lord brings forth war. And from then on, God would have war with Amalek. But thank God we compare chapter 18 of Exodus to chapter 12, verses 37 through 51, and we see a salvation which separated them. In verses 1 through 12, as we come to see Jethro, the father-in-law of Moses, we learn of the fame of Jehovah, the fame of the salvation of Israel by the Lord God Jehovah had spread abroad, came into the ears of Jethro, and he came to visit with Moses, the man of God. Yes, God had separated his people out from among all others by the performance of his own power, for the glory of his own name, in his so great salvation. Jethro responds to this news, rejoices in the details after he hears a first-hand report from Moses of the goodness which the Lord had done unto Moses and to Israel. And then we find the wisdom of Jethro to take up the remaining verses of chapter 18. 
And thus Israel as a people are delivered by the Lord so as to save them, chapters 1 through 12. They are directed by the Lord so as to separate them, chapters 13 through 18. But now in chapter 19, verse 1, through the end of the book, Israel is distinguished by the Lord, and not the hand, nor the honor, but now the holiness of God is prominent. And so God distinguishes his people so as to sanctify them and claim them as his own special people. Would you look to Exodus 28 and verse 36? And here the Bible says, And thou shalt make a plate of pure gold, engrave upon it like the engravings of a signet, holiness to the Lord. Chapter 39 and verse 30. And they made the plate of the holy crown of pure gold, and wrote upon it a writing, like to the engravings of a signet, holiness to the Lord. Yes, the holiness of God is prominent. In chapters 19, verse 1 through 31, verse 18, the will of God is revealed. We see the law, chapters 19 through 24, the law and its revelation, 19 through 23. There are commandments to govern the moral life in chapters 19 and 20. There are then judgments given to govern the social life, chapters 21, 22, 23. Then there is the law and its ratification. This covenant of the law is accepted by God's people in chapter 24, verses 1 through 18, and both the book and the blood of the covenant are given prominence, yet it is the blood which ratified the covenant. We find that as we would compare with Hebrews 9, 18 through 21. So we see the law as concerning the revealed will of God. But then we see the tabernacle and the revealed will of God. Chapters 25, 26, and 27 gives us the tabernacle. Then the priesthood, where the revealed will of God is concerned. Chapters 28 and 29, the clothing of the priest, the consecration of the priest, and the covenant with the priest is herein expounded. But then the service as concerning the revealed will of God. Chapters 30 and 31. But the will of God which was revealed to Israel is the will of God that's rejected by Israel in chapter 32. We don't have time to linger here, but they cast in their golden earrings and up out of the fire comes a golden calf, so said Aaron. And yes, I have paraphrased, but what a rebellious group of people while Moses was in the mount with God. The will of God is renewed, chapters 33 and 34. The will of God is then repeated before them, chapter 34, verses 18 through 35. And the will of God finally is realized. It becomes a reality in Israel, chapters 35, verse 1 through 40, verse 38. The tabernacle is constructed, 35, verse 1 through 39, verse 31. The tabernacle is thus completed, 39 verse 32 through 40 verse 33, and the tabernacle is consecrated, chapter 40, 34 through 38. The book of Exodus closes out 
with the glory of God filling the tabernacle. God has redeemed his people, instructed them in the way they ought to go, and the next book of the Bible, Leviticus, opens and continues where Exodus closes, and we see the worship of God in detail, and it all centers around the service and the sacrifices of the tabernacle. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly, it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.